be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, actor! Yeah, we're gonna be a movie starring everybody and me. There'll be heroes bold, there'll be comedy, and a lot of fuss that is for us so happily. Hey, actor! We can watch it on the Will Smith again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hey An Actor, the film podcast helmed by the brothers Wilson, where we talk about an actor and the films, what they do. And I'm called Pandy, and I'm joined by my brother Ian. How are you in 2024? I'm all right, brother. How are you? I'm all good. Everything's, everybody's changing. Yes. I don't feel as, well, <laughs> I feel all sorts of things, but wow. You've, you've a started a new year. job. Yeah, I've left the world of teaching behind. Yeah. I now work from home. Yeah. I do lots of stuff in my free time. I have free time. Mm. I've, I, I'm now sterile, officially. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I, I got the, the letter back from the doctor, so everything's gravy, Lovely. Uh, or not, as the case may be. Wow, love gravy, wise that is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what about you, brother? How's twenty twenty four treating you? Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's been all right. Um, not quite as much change. Um, I'm not sterile, as far Aww. as I know. Um, Ladies. Well, <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, by and large, uh, keeping on, keeping on. Um, I've got rid of my car. So yeah. That's, that's something. Um, uh, so I'm not driving for the moment, but, um. Oh, Newcastle's quite good for public transport. Yeah, I mean, it's more, I mean, it was a financial choice, um, because, uh, I don't need my car very much at the moment, and therefore, you know, just counting the pennies and such like, uh, just, Got rid, so yeah. Um, I've been forced into cycling a lot of the time. So hey, it's a petrolless year for the brothers Wilson. Absolutely, doing our bit. Yeah, indeed. This indeed. is the year of Redux, the year of greenery, the year of Redux. Yeah, That's so right. the year of Redux has started, brother. This is where we took our kind of victory lap, as you've put it previously. Mm. Our time to look back at some of the actors that we've done in the past. And some of the, the things that we've done already. Um, and look back at some of the films that maybe we should have done. And uh, yeah, all sorts of good stuff that way around. And, and of course, month, that's why we're starting with Will Smith. Yes. <laughs> famously, we did some terrible film shows. What were those films that we did, brother? So Remind I, li- the good I listened back to the episode. Okay. And we covered Seven Pounds. Yep. Which... We actually came away with relatively okay things to say about, above yeah. average, but not your most obvious Will Smith film. Um, no. In fact, it was the last film he did before a four-year hiatus from acting. In, in which we uh, we also covered that on yes. episodes. Um, there was also Bad Boys, which, you know, one of his early films, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, would, helped him... Transition away from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. and you know it, it was what it was. And um, Hitch, 
Yep, less than about hitch the better. Yeah. I mean, we missed a trick. I mean, we, we, the reason or one of the reasons for this year of Redux is that we're, we're kind of stymied sometimes by our format. Yes. Uh, which is generally a film that you've not seen, a film that I've not seen, and a pick that maybe one of us or both of us have seen informed by the forum and so on. Um, Oftentimes it might be a film that it could have been a Project Ha thing to kind of quickly whip something in to make it sense, uh, to make sense kind of narrative-wise or to, to be able to do the, the actor justice. Um, but yeah, we could have done so many other things instead, but we, we were could. forced into seven pounds and a, yeah, whereas we, this we, month... We weren't forced, we, we just made well, bad choices. We, we did, but still a good episode. Yeah. I, I listened back to most of it, and it, hey, it was the, the the dawn of George Banks. It was, yes. Um, yeah. I, I was really salty that episode for some reason, <laughs> and uh, you were really worried about litigation. Hmm. Yeah. As That's as fun. I always am, I'm uh, a lawyer. Absolutely. I suppose so. so. But yeah. uh, hey, you, you know who really likes our podcast, brother? Who's that, brother? We've had another celebrity endorsement. Oh, okay. Um, do, do you want to hear um, somebody who they're, they're a big fan of jam eating? Um, I don't <laughs> quite know. Don't quite know why. Maybe it just uh, it works lyrically, rhymes. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Should, should we listen to our newest celebrity endorsement? Um, okay. Wooza was, it's your boy David Bowie here, and I'd love to tell everybody how great Hey An Actor is. I like to listen to it whilst I eat my jars of jam. The brothers are not big hoes like some people say, and I'd like everyone to know that it's my favourite show. So congratulations, bros, and... Ginger's born in bed in That jam is kept in jars. Yes, uh, and a, a ringing endorsement from David Bowie, um, who also says that we're not big hoes. Well, that's that's good of him. It's very good of him, isn't it? I like not being insulted by dead people. <laughs> uh, well, quite the op- compliments. Yeah, exactly. I mean, still alive grave. when we started. That's a good point. Yeah, we lasted longer than David. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. No, uh, not yet. Uh, Anyway, mm. so, um, brother. Yes. Will Smith Redux. Indeed. What are the films that we're covering this so, month? So the month in, of January. Re, 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 <laughs> uh, in reverse order, uh, we're finishing off with, um, Will Smith's foray into Netflix, uh, which was the film Bright. Mm. And, uh, before that, uh, we are going to be covering his, uh, turn as Muhammad Ali mm. in the film Ali. Mm. But uh, to kick things off, uh, we're going for an absolutely wonderful classic film, which we didn't do previously, because it's a <laughs> comic book movie, so I covered it on Comic Relief. And we've both seen it. Yeah, we've both seen it. And uh, that is the 
Men in Black. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. We'll take it from here. Who the hell are you? INS Division Six. There is no Division Six. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. You're only here because you're the best of the best, and we're looking for one of you. Hey, what's up? I want to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. Ready, folks? Better. Dad, we have a bug. Unlimited technology from the whole universe, and we cruise around in a Ford TOS. Fasten your seatbelt. See, now we got to work on your people skills. Columbia Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present. I knew it. This is an alien, and you guys are from some government agency trying to keep it under wraps. Ah. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. I'm gonna count to three. He'll do it, Jeeves. One. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two. He's always crazy. Why don't you get a massage or take a cruise? Three. Do you have any idea how much that stings? Will Smith. What the hell are you? Your world's gonna end. In a new film from the director of the Adams Family and Get Shorty. Men in Black, protecting the Earth from the scum of the universe. You know how to use these things? No idea whatsoever. Oh, oh, I'm I'm sorry, everybody. I was going to tell you about Men in Black, but I, I can't quite remember anything about it. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. Uh, Men in Black is a 1997 science fiction action comedy adventure film starring Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, Rip Torn, and uh, Kingpin himself, Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's all about agents J and K. Uh, who are in charge of maintaining the world's safety from aliens. Some more about the induction process of Agent J, uh, who is played by Will Smith, a NYPD cop um, who is recruited by Tommy Lee Jones' character, who's shown what it's like in this crazy world of aliens on the planet Earth, and there's some sort of horrendous bug that's landed in America. This all happens in America. It's quite amazing. Um, whereby uh, that, that Edgar bug takes somebody's skin, tries to get home, and in doing so endangers life on this planet. Um with hilarious consequences. Um, and it's a film that um, I didn't see in cinema because I would have been too young. I remember either you bought it on DVD. I think it's one of the first things you bought on DVD. Um, um, I've, I've, I reckon we might have had it on VHS. I, maybe we did. I'm not sure. Mm. But it was certainly a very early thing uh, that I watched at home. Okay. And I 
very much kind of um, had you tied into this because you, of course, bought the CD single uh, of the, the titular <laughs> that was song. the first CD I ever bought. <laughs> Here come the man in black. Yeah. yeah. Um, music by Danny Elfman. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> bum, so, bum, bum. <laughs> did you watch this in cinemas? I bro? did. Yes. You did. Yes, yes. I was old enough. Was yeah. 12. Um, I don't remember who I went with, but, uh, yes, I, I saw this at the cinema and, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, of all the vapid blockbusters of the 90s, this was right up there as one of the best. Ah, praise um, from Caesar. And because it's just brilliant, Pandy. It's brilliant. It is hysterically funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if I think the more times you watch it, the more you realise that I think... Within the first couple of times you watch, you're kind of going on the same journey as Jay is. Yeah. As just experiencing everything for the first time and being completely overwhelmed. Uh-huh. Whereas nowadays I tend to watch um Kay because he's going through the procedural. Yeah. Like as if it's a normal day at work. Not really twigging or at the very least not letting on that it's like Jay's first day. And... Yeah. Um, that basically there's a bit of a gap in the induction process, um, which is basically just expecting Jay to kind of fill in. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, just a very entertaining film. It's a pretty short film, re- relatively speaking. It's only just over 90 minutes. Uh-huh. And, um, it was a massive deal. It, Spawned a franchise of films, and uh, do you remember the cartoon series? I do, yeah, yeah. I remember kind of. I was at the age where they they kept like, like things were put in there which kind of didn't ring true with the film. So I'd keep saying, "No, that's not right," because the <laughs> film had this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Foolish child. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, just a, a, a very good film that I enjoy. And, Indeed. Uh, now, have you read or do you know much about the source material on which this is based on? I'm aware, well, obviously I'm aware it's based on a comic book, uh-huh. uh, but I know very little about it. I mean, I, I I know pretty much nothing about it, um, and it does have a, a little section on the Wikipedia which people are quite um, happy to look through at, at leisure. But um, I don't I don't think you really need to, um, or, or maybe it's more accurate to say that this film kind of seems to set up a universe really well. Yeah. Uh, emphasis on universe, haha. Because. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's a lot of mystery, a lot of intrigue, but they do kind of go back over some of the basics of like how it was formed and the way things work, but still leave things open to interpretation. And I really like how understated and how kind of straight laced all the different men in black are, um, and how that, that ties into their mythos and mythology and weirdness. Um, where like Agent Z can be in his office doing paperwork whilst a massive ball bounces around and it's completely <laughs> nonplussed or the fate of the entire planet is like, it's about to be exploded in an hour and they're like, oh, well, hmm. oh well. Uh, 
it's um yeah and and obviously smith being the 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 kind of the through line um to all this in the form of agent j um you kind of take his emotions and you've got will smith as your voice in this weird and wacky world um and yeah, I, I, I remember enjoying it at the, at the time, thinking that, wow, this is a bit of a grown up film. Oh, I, I could be potentially a bit scared by this, but being a big brave boy and not being scared by it. <laughs> and, uh, this might have been the thing that gave me the, the kind of chops to then watch Batman and Robin in the cinema, potentially, <laughs> which obviously backfired horribly. Same, same year. Yeah. What a shame. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, um, where, where do we start on this? Uh, well, let's start with our lead. Uh-huh. Mr. Smith. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't the first choice. No. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it was going to be Robin. What? Chris O'Dowd? Neil? Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> O'Donnell. Not, not Chris O'Dowd, no. Or Chris O'Neill. <laughs> um, and apparently, um, Barry Sonnenfeld, the director, uh, who we've come across before, um, I believe... Ooh, now have we done him on the podcast before? Um, we know him best for the two Adams family films, and we've right. done at least one of them before. Okay. Uh, and then he'd also go on to do, uh, the next Team and in Blacks, and, uh, of course, Wild Wild West. In <laughs> Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. Indeed. But, uh, apparently, Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, uh, on the basis that his Amblin Entertainment was one of the production companies who were funding it, uh-huh. uh, told Sonnenfeld to take Chris O'Donnell to dinner. And Sonnenfeld uh, urged him not to accept the role, saying he's not a good director. Ooh. Um, and therefore, Will Smith got the gig. Jesus. And uh, But I, I, I think it very much suits Smith. Um, Absolutely. He's fucking hilarious in this film. <laughs> like, right from the introduction, because you get introduced introduced to the world with um when when you first see K and his uh, initial partner in Agent D. Yeah. And then as soon as Agent D exits stage left, then you get to see um J in his pre agent persona as he's chasing down an alien. Yeah. And it's like freeze freeze means stop <laughs> <laughs> And then jumps into like a open air tourist bus. <laughs> Just be raining black people in New York. Now this uh, is a, it's a great introduction. Yeah. And my main kind of takeaway watching this film with a, a purely let's look at Will Smith lens. This is him. It's the year after Independence Day that, that's released anyway. Mm-hmm. The, the year previous to that was Bad Boys. Yeah. And I think in Men in Black, you kind of tie together the the kind of. The, the earthiness of the bad boys, Mike Lowry. You've yes. got the, the, the kind of action chops of Steve Hillier from Independence Day. You've got the relatability of Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Within like t- a minute of being on screen, you know that this is a, a kind of not like, I don't want to sound like I'm saying that he he could only do a one-note character, but this is a relatable Will Smith character. You know that you're getting this type of Will Smith performance where he is badass action, but he's not like completely like uh in full-on badass mode, bad boy style. Yeah. He's relatable like the kind of 
kind of fourth wall breaking, wise cracking, fresh prince of Bel- fresh prince of Bel Air dude. Um, it's a great introduction. He's chasing things down or the thing down. He's being funny. He's being actiony and serious. He's trying to kind of maintain the situation. Ah, it's just a brilliant introduction. And like, as a kind of relatable character that you walk through the film, it ticks all the boxes you need as someone to kind of get behind. This is the kind of, I don't, I know that there is a link between Will Smith and the Matrix, but this is a kind of Neo-esque-ness in terms of you want someone who's relatable, down to earth, but also can be kick-ass and awesome and a bit funny. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you the finger. And you give me my phone call. So, you know, it, it's it's a brilliant vehicle for Will Smith. And he has the perfect dance partner in Tommy Lee Jones. And I don't know... I didn't know anything about Tommy Lee Jones before this film, apart from, obviously, Batman Forever. Yes. But according to me in the 90s, due to this film and Batman Forever, Tommy Lee Jones was the biggest star on the planet. Because <laughs> he was like really top build in two of the the things that i grew up with yes um and then i've not seen him much since from captain america i would recommend uh the fugitive yeah yeah that was a big film in terms of him breaking through to the kind of a-list over the course of the 90s is that the one that was spoofed in the simpsons with millhouse in the the big Jump pipe the dam. yeah i don't know who he is. i don't care i don't care <laughs> <laughs> my yes. glasses so it's Tommy lee jones uh hunting down harrison ford uh uh-huh. who's been accused of something that he says he hasn't done uh-huh. and um there was actually a sequel uh, which didn't involve Harrison Ford, but did uh, involve uh, Tommy Lee Jones reprising his character oh. uh, alongside his deputy. And on a Matrix bent, that deputy, Joey Pants. Oh! Uh, Joey Pants specifically made it so he wasn't killed off in The Fugitive, so okay. that he could be in a sequel if one came about. <laughs> hey, I, I don't want to be killed in this film. I, I want to come back in The Fugitive too. That's my Joey Pants impression. I see. Oh, you see, I <laughs> really you like wanted it? to make. I really wanted to make a joke, but I couldn't think of anyone else who that sounded like. <laughs> so, uh, never mind. But he. I don't so... know what you're talking about. I've got a very distinct voice. Tommy Lee Jones is so great as the deadpan Agent K, isn't he? And it's not like it's deadpan throughout, um, because there are bits where where Jay is clearly getting to him and getting him to lighten up slightly. Yeah. Um, heck, even when he is... Uh, I mean, he's neuralised Jay, and he's been at this... Uh, I think it's a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's telling this really lame anecdote and laughing his head off. <laughs> so like, she looks over at her husband and then she looks back down in her lap and she says, Honey, this one's eating my popcorn. Did <laughs> <laughs> you get it? This one's eating my popcorn. Oh, you gotta go. Thanks for the egg rolls, kid. <laughs> Like, spins on a dime. Absolutely. And then also, um, after um, Laurel Weaver, the uh, medical examiner, has been neuralised one too many times, 
It's like, Jay is really protesting at this. Uh So when they're leaving and like some men are in there to, uh, get everything back to how, how it should be, um, he, he stops them and says, Make it a happy memory for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just because Jay's browbeaten him uh, to that extent. And then it it just helps with certain scenes like the giving birth to the alien squid. Yeah. Or, or, when, or when, they, <laughs> when they're handing out the weapons. <laughs> when he's handing Jay the noisy crickets. Noisy crickets. <laughs> oh, Okay, no, no. Break this thing. <laughs> and then just seeing what the noisy cricket actually does. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's hilarious in itself. It fires back several meters. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, it's, it's just a, a great, um, double act. And the one thing that I always held against the film, but I, I've kind of come round on it now, is the fact that it was a kind of, one and done for that partnership insofar that Kay was training Jay to be his replacement rather than uh-huh. his partner. I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. There's not going to be any sequels. Now, obviously, there were sequels. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. And I think Men in Black 2 proved, kind of proved my point as to, well, it's going to be a really recoculous way of getting them back together. And lo and behold, it was. Didn't he get but, flushed down a toilet? Uh, <laughs> or something? But, uh, you're thinking of the mask. No, but... no, I'm sure there's something akin to a toilet to get his memory back. <laughs> Either way, um. And then Johnny it's... Knoxville has two heads. I don't yes. remember much about that. And, and disappears halfway through the film. Nod your heads. <laughs> your heads, sir. But <laughs> it's, it's a really good partnership, is what I mean. And, yeah. um, it's amply fleshed out by our villain. Mm. Uh, Edgar the Bug. Um, as played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Who... And I didn't realise for years, I mean, I'd watched Daredevil on Netflix when mm-hmm. it came out, and then kind of a good few years passed and went, holy shit, that was the guy who was the Edgar Bug. Yeah. That's what? Wow. So, yeah. Now, it's the, the thing that I always appreciated about this performance is it's great physical acting. Uh-huh. But thinking more of it, it's just like, hang on, the makeup for that must have been pretty good. Yeah. Like, just to get the actor to look like there's flesh kind of hanging off his face as he's going through it. Um, I mean, obviously the actor must have kind of held his face in a certain kind of way, but there must have been some kind of very subtle prosthetics to it as well. I what I noticed this time round was that I think throughout the film the kind of the 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 Edgar suits that the kind of skin of the actor of the the human sorry that he takes over yeah. seems to be like rotting and deteriorating mm. and he looks more and more drawn and like pale whereas like at the beginning I mean, it's a not a good fit and they make a joke out of it when he's like stretching it over his face and trying to yeah, make yeah. it taut and stuff but like as you go through the film I'm sure they are kind of making it look like this, the body the body is rotting oh yeah by the time that you know just before he's about to shed the skin um, for the finale uh-huh. you, you can tell he looks 
pretty. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bad. But uh, And there's some disgusting yeah. things in here, like kind of bugs coming into an, in and out of mouths and sleeves. And mm. He would have had to... I mean, I don't know how much is him and maybe some of this, like, hand doubles and stuff. But, like, there's all sorts of bug and animal work to do in here. And he yeah. just... He does a really good job of making this horrendous character. Yeah. Um, yeah. To the sort chagrin of, of David Cross. But not, yeah, absolutely, stuck to the ceiling with goo. <laughs> Why am I drippings with goo? Now, I always thought that was him dead, but he comes back for the sequel. Does he? As does Tony Shalhoub. Yes, Jeeves. Yeah. Jeeves, whatever. And, uh, Frank the Pug. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And they make him a big thing, as do they, the aliens. Because mm. everyone loved them so much. Yeah. But what I will also say, not going too far on from Vincent's D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio, whatever you say yes. his name as. What you just said. He's still funny as well as being kind of spooky, scary, and threatening all the way through. Yeah. It's a sweet spot of kind of really good writing. Like, good war! That means more food for my family, all 78 million of us. Um, I'm out to feed your highness. But also, like, being able to throw Agent J really far and, like, kill slash not kill people in bug goo and stuff. He, he, yeah, they do really well. Like, picking, picking out, um, postcards on a rack. Where do you keep your dead? <laughs> Where? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, he does well. Yeah, there's, there's Tony Shaloub, who has a very short bit, uh, where his head explodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, Frank the Pug, who's that voiced by? Uh, some guy called Tim Blaney. Oh yeah, I wish I hadn't brought him. Yeah, up. I, I, I don't. Know. Yeah. Um, oh, you've also got Rip Torn. Um, yeah, uh, an intergalactic cagger. And vi- I mean, this is before Rip Torn went mad. Um, <laughs> Full on batshit insane. Yeah, as in robbing banks, mad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for the first two films, he works well as the authoritative chief. It's uh-huh. like. One of the people who Kay could look up to. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, there's probably not a huge age differential, but at the same time it works when Jay shouting, Hey, old guys! <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get their attention. And, um, I, I, I suppose it helps with the aesthetic of MIB headquarters because ostensibly, it's kind of an airport departure lounge, right. except for space. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a kind of customs, and like they have lines like anything to declare kind of thing. Yeah. But you don't really see any like alien craft appearing or disappearing into it. No, That's no. that that kind of always confused me a little bit. Is like if they land on Earth, how do they end up in the middle of one of Earth's most Busy cities, completely undetected. <laughs> uh, uh, cab but, drivers. Oh, no, yeah, you think. <laughs> I suppose so. But yeah, it's um, it's an interesting world with lots of interesting aliens and stuff. Mm. Um, the the writing. We've talked about the writing, um, and and like how well it's put in. Obviously, the acting performance is good as well. It was written by a guy called Ed Solomon. Ah, yes. Um, who we have previously covered in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Indeed. Um, he also wrote Now You See Me, um, which I've not seen. 
and uh, Charlie's Angels. And, and Charlie's Angels. And I, I really enjoyed the uh, the screenwriting of that. Unfortunately, he also did the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, peaches, peaches, peaches. No, 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 not that one. <laughs> That's not how the song goes, by the way. Well, I haven't seen it. So. What? <laughs> what? what T- turn this off right now. I'm hanging up. <laughs> Go and watch it. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Mm. Um, yeah. He's married to John Cleese's daughter. Indeed, yeah. One of his multiple marriages. Yes. Yeah. But there we go. Um, yeah, so Ed Solomon did a really good job with the writing. I think it, it's paced really well as well. Like, there's a, a really good kind of, um, kind of chunky bit at the beginning where the world's being explained and then there's a big chunky bit of Jay getting to know the world around him and kind of finding his place within it um as the second act rumbles on yeah um it's and, and it's all selfly contained as you say in 98 minutes it's um yeah. it's very very well done it's uh it's I, I i kind of i take what you say on board earlier about like, oh no, that's the end of their partnership. By the end of the film, it's a self-contained thing. But I do like, I, I kind of miss the idea of films being able to stand on their own feet and be self-contained yeah. and not have to be something too. Or I'm so burned out now of like, everything's got to connect to this, that and the other. And yeah, it's great for pumping out movie money and stuff, but I really like a self-contained sci-fi story. Um, and this is a perfect example of that. You didn't need an Men in Black 2, 3 or International. We've got them. But this I, works I, I, really I'll, well. I'll, I'll stick up for 3. I think that's a good film. I mean, I've watched it once and I enjoyed it, yeah. But yeah. I, I still like the idea of this just being a one and done. Like, Wild Wild West didn't set the world on fire. <laughs> but at least it didn't, like, branch out into the, 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 the Wild Wild West-iverse, you know. Mm. Uh, you know, Love, Loveless is it, one of the first, and it, along comes somebody else. It was a different time, though. You weren't yeah. necessary. It's like if a film did well, it would get a sequel, and obviously yeah. that doesn't apply to Wild Wild West. But with regards, <laughs> no, I mean this was you know a film that started a franchise, so yeah. you know, it, fair, fair enough. Um, what would you say about Linda Fiorentino? Uh, lukewarm. Uh, I think it's it's telling that she didn't come back for any of the other films, or if she did, she I don't really her. fell off. Yeah, so it's like she did this. She was in Dogma. Um, she was in a few other kind of high-profile nineties films, and okay. then um, yeah, basically, kind of um, gave up, disappeared. Really? Do you know why? Um, I think. It's not like a Weinstein thing, is it? Well, I was thinking, I, I had a feeling it might have been, but I'm just having a quick look at uh, Wikipedia and it's not coming up. Um, okay. So it was literally, she had some credits in 2000, she was in a director video film in 2002, and then she had one more film that was in 2009, and that was it. Okay. Well, but I, I don't think... She's the strongest actor in the film, but that's not to say that she's awful in it. She, oh, no, I she's, think she, there is... she did her role perfectly well. Um... Yeah, I mean, it, it's she's there as someone who you come back to again because she she kind of believes in stuff um, like extraterrestrial stuff, uh, early doors, 
And then you see her a couple of times after that because that's where the dead bodies turn up and whatever. And then at the end, it looks like she's going to be a big deal. I don't quite get why she shows promise enough to become an agent based on the best of the best of the best with honours. Yeah. You know. That that, that interview sequence. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Um... Yeah. yeah, not 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 to do her down, just didn't like set me on fire. Fair enough, fair enough. So, um here's an interesting thing. Go on. It was made for ninety million dollars. Uh-huh. Not too shabby. Made five hundred and eighty nine point four million dollars. Good gravy Marie. And yet, according to the aforementioned Ed Solomon uh, Sony Pictures, who made the film, alleged that it never turned a profit. What? Something to do with Hollywood accounting, which I believe is a way of saying we don't have to pay you royalties because of t- some reason. So, who knows? But, yeah. um, anyway... So, yeah, so this film was massively successful. It led to Men in Black 2, which is rubbish. Men in Black 3, which is good, but it is clear that it's like 15 years removed from the first film. And then Men in Black International, which I have not seen. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thingamy. This is for Ragnarok all over no, again. No, no, thanks. I mean, I've not seen it. I I don't know why. I think when was it released? Uh, was it twenty twenty? Was it like COVID times? No, it was before COVID times. Okay. Um, I'm gonna guess twenty eighteen. Okay. Uh, twenty nineteen. It says right. Here. Okay, but okay, but still pre-pandemic. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of lukewarm on it now. I'm not sure. I think it's because I associate it so much with Smith and Jones as well. Uh-huh. I, I mean, Will Smith did the theme tune to this song. Here come the men in black. Very much for Dennis Wasserman. <laughs> right, the theme tune. That's all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know, it just didn't appeal. So, yeah. I didn't see it. I, I would be interested in giving it a go, maybe. Oh, yeah, I'd, 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 I wouldn't turn down the opportunity. But, yeah. Uh, at the same yeah. time, you know, life is short and I don't want to waste <laughs> it on subpar products. Quite, quite. Yeah. Quite. Okay, then. Um, well, if that's Men in Black, because mm. um, I, I dare say most of the people listening to this will have seen it. But, yeah. Um, so we haven't spoiled anything. No. Really, in, in case you haven't. But <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen it, then... By all means, go and do yourself a favour and go out Absolutely. and see it. And I think you, you raise a good point that it's aged pretty goddamn well. Mm, even the, the effects. The visual effects look great. They've not kind of, like, I mean, it's diff- It's not fair to com- compare it against other films, but in Men in Black 2 they reference Michael Jackson and, like... Michael Jackson has a cameo. In, well, indeed. Mm. Um, I think the only thing that might date it potentially is talking about Dennis Rodman. But that's pretty much it. 
except, you know. I know, it's a big thing, but like, ask any, I mean, maybe not in this country, but I'm sure the youth of America might not know who Dennis Rodman is. And North Korea. Okay, yeah, good point. <laughs> the youth of North Korea might not know. The youth of North Korea might be more, yeah, <laughs> more so likely I, to know who Dennis Rodman is. I'm in regular contact with the youth of North Korea. <laughs> Dear youth of North now, Korea. There's a sentence I didn't think I'd be saying today. But there we go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, all in all, Men in Black, top film. Yeah. Should have done it first time around. Absolutely. But never mind. But never mind. Hey, an actor. <laughs> so, uh, let's move on to the second film we're covering today. A film that I had not seen before. Ah. Uh, and this is the biopic of Muhammad Ali. I'm the greatest. Uh, Will Smith playing Ali. How are you doing out there? Is everyone feeling all right? All right. Oh, yeah. I shook up the world. I shook up the world. Look how good I look. Ain't this just a perfect specimen of a man right here? I want to be your motivator. I want to be in your corner. What'd you say your name is? Bundini. Rhymes with Houdini, yeah, except that don't rhyme. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! They're coming after you. You're important. They don't. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Mr. Clay, you're under arrest. Oh, so they're going to take from me what no fight in the world can. I cannot let you oppose them. They bust you out. You don't remember your name. God don't care about you. You think they give a damn if you get killed. So what? So what? I ain't got to be what nobody else want me to be, and I ain't afraid to be what I want to be. The champ is here! You can go to Sweden. Everybody knows that I am the champ. All the ladies out there, they know. Let's tell it like it is. We're going from the darkness to the light. You want to send me to jail? Fine, you go right ahead. That boy even dreamed he whooped me. He better wake up and apologize. Come on down. You lucky he holding me back, man. You lucky he holding me back. Muhammad was gonna fall. Supposed to be my destruction. All right, now listen. I'm gonna hit your hands six times before you get the three. You ready? Go. One, two, three. Did I hurt you? Ali is a biographical sports drama that follows a period of the life of Muhammad Ali uh, between the years 1964 and 1974. 
which was the pinnacle of his boxing career and uh, focused on some very interesting things in his personal life, such Mm. as his uh, time with the Nation of Islam and uh, him uh, converting to Islam and uh, having refused the draft of the Vietnam War, having his boxing licence taken away from him, Mm. which he has to get back. Get back to where you once belong. Brown, brown. Will Smith uh, takes on the role of Ali, and you have uh, supporting turns from the likes of uh, Jamie Foxx, John Voight, Mario Van Peebles, (laughs) hilarious, Um, (laughs) and uh, Jeffrey Wright, (laughs) Felix Leiter himself. Brother. Yeah. And so, uh, as Paddy said uh, prior to the trailer, um, not something that he had previously seen. Uh, and as for myself, I had not seen this film uh, before the podcast either. And um, I'm someone who's aware of Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. and, you know, all of his uh, interviews and his wit um, before he, uh, well... Uh, deteriorated slightly. Um, Parkinson sucks, man. Yeah, but we've got a dude in the Northampton Gilbert and Sullivan group with Parkinson's. He's a right. really nice guy. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he's got like good days, bad days, and has a walk with a cane and looks a bit like an owl. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyway, Parkinson sucks. Yes. And uh, this covers a very interesting period of his career that I was only very tangentially aware of. Um, because we, for Denzel Washington month, uh, watched an entire film about Malcolm X. Yeah. And Muhammad Ali wasn't in it. He was not. Mm. Um, And, you know, I'm glad we have seen that film, so I've got some level of kind of background knowledge of this stuff, because I know uh, it's it's shocking that I don't know a huge amount about black American history, Um, maybe more, less than I should do, I don't know. But it's very interesting to kind of have that as a a kind of reference point, even though, yes, it is just a story from one side, but, you know, this is very similar things going on, the Nation of Islam, the the Blessed Elijah Muhammad, and so on. It was very useful to have that to kind of compare things against. So, um, what about, what what were you feeling about the film? Did you like it? Did you... Were you bored by it? What, what were you thinking? I I found it difficult to go through because it was a little bit boring. Right. Um, okay. for, for me. And that's a problem in a boxing film. And I'm not saying that every scene had to be fighty, fighty, fight, fight. But I'm not a big fan of kind of big sporting heroes. I don't have any of them really. Right. And yeah, I kind of, I can appreciate some level of sport and so on, but I always kind of, I'm able to distance myself from like the big people in sport and go, it is just a game, get over yourselves. So someone like Muhammad Ali, I know he extends to more than just his sport, but a lot of the, the nuances of, but you can't box here and you can't box, uh, whatevs. Um, but, that's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I think it was an interesting story. Um, 
but there's a lot of just waiting around for things to happen or, oh, that's another thing that's gone wrong. That's another thing that's gone wrong. That's another thing. Oh, good. Things are picking up. Oh, that's another thing that's gone wrong. That's another thing. Oh, look, it's ended happily. Hooray. That's the end of the story. And uh, what I did find interesting again, because this is my first watching and I'm very much keeping my eye on Will Smith all the way through. It was fascinating to see Will Smith, Will Smith, and Will Smith not <laughs> play a typical Will Smith character. In fact, to yeah. play somebody else, I don't think he did a brilliant job at completely melting into um, uh, Muhammad Ali, just because he is such a larger-than-life character. And yeah, I've seen some of his kind of interviews and the, the I'm the greatest kind of things and whatever. Hmm. It looked like a really, really good impersonation. Yeah. But it never really did a, a great job at being a, an acting performance that is, oh yeah, that's definitely him. It kind um, of struck me as akin to your mate Whacking Bottom uh, in uh, Walk the Line. Yes. It's like, I know that's not Johnny Cash. Yeah. But I know that that's what they're going for. And yeah. Will Smith, bless him, he, he shaved off his moustache. He let his hair grow a bit fuzzy. So <laughs> he looks more like Muhammad Ali. I mean, but also he he put on the the boxing weight. He did, he did yes. lots of training. I think the fight scenes are definitely the best things about this film. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in in terms of the physicality, I think that's what Smith definitely definitely got right, or even the direction definitely definitely got right is that the 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 punishment of being in a boxing match. Have you ever watched live boxing, brother? Um. I've watched it on television before. Okay. Like in a bar. Right. Um, in London with Matt Revel. Oh, um, cool. Good old Revs. Weird. That's the last time I actually saw him. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, It must have gone badly. <laughs> not really. Uh, but, uh, so I have watched live boxing, but as sporting preferences goes, boxing isn't really for me. I much prefer my wrestling. I, I can um, understand that. And, like, wrestling, I will stay up and watch um, if, if I'm buying a pay-per-view. I do not buy boxing pay-per-views because, frankly, you know, you never know what you're going to get. I find boxers on the whole to be pretty unlikable. Oh, absolutely. The sport, Mayweather's a c Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. It, it doesn't hold very much appeal to me Although I can appreciate that there's a certain skill to being a good boxer, uh-huh. um, even if you overlook the fact it's trying to, you know, knock a opponent out by punching them repeatedly in the head. But <laughs> but I I can still see that there is a certain amount of skill in doing it, right? Um, which is why I think the decision to start the film with like a proper twenty minutes. Um, doing the fight between Cassius Clay and Sonny Liston, uh-huh. I thought that was a great decision, and moreover, it was shot brilliantly. Yeah, and, and, and hence why I bring it up because mm. the I have seen live boxing twice in my life. I watched right. it on TV. Okay, um, but the first time I watched it, it was uh, first year of university. There was some sort of charity boxing that went on at the student union. And I remember vividly, it was me, it was Matt, and it was Phil. 
who you have met. Oh, and yeah. um, we, we, we'd obviously had a few because you know what. And we both were stood there going, this is the best thing ever. And like th- just the, the physicality of it, the, 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 the raw like aggression and punching, seeing two people punch each other. It's undeniably eye catching. Um, and yeah, so I came out of that with a, a thing of like, wow, that was intense. Jesus. And then cut forward quite a few years. Another one of my friends who you've met, my friend Johnny, does one of these kind of charity boxing matches. Right. Where like yes. you raise your money, you get trained by a person and then there's a charity night and whatever. And he gets uh, pit against some kind of uh, bank manager and they're, they're quite evenly matched in terms of kind of power and weight and stuff. And watching my mate knock seven shades out of this guy is one of the best nights of my life. Wow. Um, just because, again, it's the shouting, it's the fighting, it's the, the investment in somebody that you care about. Um, kind of going for it in a fight and like, they did really well or, oh shit, they've just fallen over or, oh shit, they just got punched or whatever. Uh, there was one bit where he kind of like, he rolled his ankle a little bit so it looked like he was like hurting. So we were like, oh my god. And then he went back and, and, and won and he told me that that night he had the best sex he ever had, ever had in his life. But, um, it, the reason I bring it up is that the, the passion and the, 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 the physicality and whatever, that comes across really strongly for me. Um, and I can imagine this is why people really enjoy boxing. Now, I don't get the same thrill of it watching it on the TV because of the same reasons that you've said. That, like, I, the, the people I see on the TV don't really care about them. Yeah, I've watched a little bit of UFC um and got a little bit of a thrill out of that just because some of the people on there are quite nice and quite charismatic like paddy the baddie um but yeah anyway i digress boxing is an interesting sport which i have history with right um and i think that the best bits of this film echo those live boxing bits yes the parts in between really drag for me uh, okay, Michael well, Mann just, should have done better. If, if we just leave <laughs> leave them to the side just just for the moment and just stick with the boxing, then. okay. Um, and this is where I think that Smith, even if he didn't perhaps embody Ali in the ways that we've discussed, this is why I'm pretty happy with him being nominated for okay. Best Actor Oscar. Yeah. Um, on the basis that it's not just the performance of trying to mimic Ali but it was also you know just performing the actual boxing in the ring mm-hmm. having put on the weight and then also needing to get in the condition to uh play box I don't know because you know you've you've got to make the boxing look real mm-hmm. and um I feel bad actually for the guys playing Sonny Liston and uh, George Foreman because they've got to box realistically at the same time you you know punch will smith in the face and um, <laughs> what's to what's to stop him going radio rental on you <laughs> keep um, my mouth's wife's mouth out of your egg, face exactly what? name <coughs> shit <coughs> i mean I, I i absolutely agree with you but i think it was put into the contract or like things were put out there that we did want this to make to be as realistic as possible so yes we will be boxing or fighting properly um yeah. or like at least for some of the scenes or some of the the choreographed sequences mm. um and i don't know maybe on youtube somebody's kind of taken shot for shot 
like side by side things maybe they did do like punch for punch exactly what happened yeah or they left it open i don't know but yeah it certainly it works well with within the telling of the story of the physicality of the guy because yeah. um, you do get this idea that he is all about the boxing and what he as a black boxer in the 70s? Uh, uh, 60s. 60s, into the 70s? What, into what that, the 70s, yeah. Yeah, and what that means. Because there's like early shots of him kind of seeing um, racist violence and death, seeing... Um, racism all around him seeing religion as a, a, a kind of big thing um it's well, kind of alluded got... to in a, a, a the, the montage at the beginning and then the rest of it is just him making decisions and just speaking his mind out loud i mean it's set against the civil rights movement because yeah. that's why you've got you know malcolm x um in the film and then um there is an appearance from martin luther king did you see who played Martin Luther King, by the way? Martin Luther King was played by LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton! Geordie LaForge! That's the one. Reading Rainbow. M- more more uh, spellbinding to me was in The Nation of Islam. Uh-huh. One of the henchmen yes. there. It's it bloody him from Cool Runnings. <laughs> Leon Sanka. Robinson. No, he's uh, Doris, the main guy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to talk about um, the guy who was the, the main security guard in the terminal. Um, uh, who was the son of... Um, fucking... Huggy Bear? No. <laughs> the son of the guy who played Happy Bear. Huggy no, the guy Bear. who played the son of Elijah Muhammad. Um... There you go. Right. Barry Shabaka Henley. Okay. No, uh, I didn't recognise him at all. Did you not? We no. saw him in the terminal. Um, he was the one who gave Victor Navorsky his coat just at the end of the film. Right. Um, it's been a probably... long time since we did the terminal. Yeah, but I've watched it multiple times since then. I've watched it once. He was also in Patch Adams. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Bullworth. Right, okay. He was the man at Frankie's. Anyway... Uh, thank you, Wikipedia. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, whilst we're on the, the, the cast at large, uh, we've got Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, yes. From Breaking Bad as, um, Cassie's Clay Senior. The dad. The dad. And, um, uh, possibly a relation, I'm not sure, a Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, I've heard uh, of her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's the one who is in Chris Rock's mouth. That's the one. <laughs> For want of a better phrase. Indeed. Whoops, indeed. it's just been slapped out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So mm. the other person who was nominated for an Oscar for this film was John Voigt. John Voigt? Sorry. Oh, God. Because he played the uh, well-known sports uh, broadcaster Howard Cosell. Uh-huh. He, because in Britain, when we think of Ali, we think about all of his interviews on Parkinson. Indeed. So, the American equivalent, but more in the world of sports, was Howard Cosell. Ah. Uh-huh. And so, John Voigt put on a lot of prosthetics uh, to best make himself look like this journalist, um, you know, as the guy who charted uh, Ali's career. So, just like he did in Pearl Harbor when he played um, 
that guy president. Hoover? No. Who did he play? What was the president F- he played? FDR. FDR, yeah. Yes. Hoover. Yeah, prosthetics <laughs> and whatever. And, uh, yeah, like John Voigt, uh, he was a loser um, in this... <laughs> In being uh, um, nominated for an Academy Award, right? Um, but that, that's by the by. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I also want to talk about, and this kind of ties into the the focus on the boxing and the in ring shooting. Uh, this is a film that's directed by Michael Mann. Yeah. Now we haven't come across him on the podcast before, but I was wondering if you'd come across Michael Mann. Before one of his a, films, it's a name that I've heard. Um, oh, I tell a lie. We did uh, Collateral. For oh yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise man. That's probably where I heard it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, no, I don't think I have seen any of his other films. So the one that I like best is in the mid nineties. He did a film called Heat. Okay. Uh, which famously saw Robert De Niro and Al Pacino work together. Oh, okay. At last. Um, where... Nicholson and De Niro in yeah. The Good Life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's fair to say that uh, Heat um, is a big influence on The Dark Knight. Oh. It's just you swap out Pacino and De Niro for Batman and the Joker. And um, also uh, a film of his that I have seen is Public Enemies from 2009, Uh uh, which goes into uh, the notoriety of some American gangsters um, in the 30s. Uh, That's the time of Hoover. Um, Oh, I see. uh, So you've got Johnny Depp as the main uh, gangster who's being uh, targeted, and he's being pursued by that there Batman, Christian Bale. You're um, a nice guy! For, from the FBI, uh, yeah. trying to uh, track him down. Oh, oh and Marion Cotillard's in there as she well. She is indeed, yes. Wow. I'm, I, well, colour me interested. So put it this way, he is a very impressive director who makes long, interesting films. Apart um, from Ali. <laughs> That's not Well, you tried to say this film isn't long? It was long, yes. <laughs> Very long. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a mark against, against this, me. Anything, yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we've definitely crossed wires on the same point. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I think it's a story that's told well in some places, and... I think he does a good job. It's it's probably right to put all the detail in. Um, at the same time, I'm sure there are cuts that could have been made to just streamlighten it a little bit. Did we really need the ins and outs of the arranging of the rumble in the jungle? Did we really need... The... I know that there was a thing about having an affair whilst he was there in um, uh, Zaire. Um, Zaire. Zaire. I don't know. Zaire. <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up. It's Zaire. They're over Zaire. <laughs> <laughs> to have a rumble in the jungle. They you said, where shall we have the rumble in the jungle? <laughs> they said, over Zaire. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I saying? Yeah. Um, uh, good. Uh, so yeah, swing and a miss. 
Wow. Okay. Nah, I don't. I don't think it's. I, I'm surprised as how it lost money on its box office. Um, I don't know whether people didn't want to know about it or. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it still made eighty-seven million. But yeah, but they the same spent time. more. It's a yeah, bomb. well, that's yeah, that's that's the problem, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think releasing it on Christmas Day is a bit of a mistake. No one's going to go see it on Christmas Day. Well, you know, Muslims might. Okay. Because they don't I... celebrate Christmas. It's all about Muhammad Ali. Sure. It's a possibility. Would the cinema be open? Well, I uh, suppose if it's released on that day. Or if it was run by Muslims. Okay. It's a possible thing. I mean, films do get released on Christmas Day. I'm just being a bit flippant. You are indeed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Muhammad Ali liked it. Um, because, you know, they were thanked, um, and like referenced in the, in the credits. Um, and then when Muhammad Ali died, Smith was one of his pallbearers. Wow. Which is, you know. That's an honour. It's a bit of an honour, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I think yeah, the, I... the, the, Will Smith does a serviceable Muhammad Ali. I don't know if anyone could have done a better job, maybe. I don't Certainly know. Certainly not at the time. Not at the time, no. I think the, the, the mannerisms are there. I think the speech, like, patterns where he's kind of taking his time over all the things that he says um, with a kind of hmm at the end of stuff. He, he does, there, there are similarities, yes, but is it perfect? No. Um, the physicality, absolutely. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's a very well-made film, and the subject matter is interesting, but as a film, it doesn't necessarily do a lot for me. No. So I but think that's, that's how Interesting to look at, because we, we mentioned this as part of, um, previous Will Smith month. Yeah. Um, about this as his kind of, his big Oscar shoots. Obviously he's gone on to then famously win an Oscar on a very eventful evening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to, you know, on, in, in another 10 years when we do another Will Smith episode, uh, <laughs> and we look at King Richard to, to kind of compare the two. <laughs> sure. Why not? You know, another biopic. Has he done many biopics, Will Smith, apart from this and King Richard? Oh, and you know, for Legend of Bag Event. Of, of course. <laughs> How silly of me. And Shark Tale. Um, I don't think so. I think, by and large, it's, uh, the award nominated films. Yeah. That we're talking about. I wonder what that says about him. I mean, Pursuit of Happiness, perhaps? That was based on a real person. Oh, okay. And he also got Oscar nods for that, didn't he? Um, he was nominated, he yes. Was... Right, okay. Yeah. So he's only nominated for Academy Awards when he's doing biopics. Oh. Well, there we go. Gosh. Lovely stuff. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Another first on Hey and Actor... Lovely stuff. Okay, um, in that case, um, we're going to drop in the trailer for our final uh, film of the episode, and that is, gosh, I've just stared into the sun, brother, and uh, let me tell you, it's bright. (laughs) 
Let me tell you. <laughs> Fairy lives don't matter today. That's it right there. Now take the little homie out LAPD style like you do. Oh, and uh, you keep doing all your gangster stuff. I'm just trying to sell my house. Don't worry about that. Everybody's just trying to get along and have a good life. All of the races are different. Just because they're different doesn't mean anybody's better or worse than anybody. Hey, uh, where's the diversity hire? I got a dude in my car. I didn't ask for it, but the whole world is watching. Boy, it's okay. You don't like me. Man, I'm not out here to be your friend. I need to know if shit pop off that you got my back. Can't hide it, Ward. Humans have physical tells. Like the face. What's my face? The human who needs a lot more conjugal love type face. Do not wink at me like that. All Westlake units requesting assistance. Three Adam 9, show us en route. Shouldn't we wait for the cavalry? We are the cavalry. What is that? Shorter. You want ten million dollars? You're not stealing that one. You gotta get out of this neighborhood. They're gonna kill you, then me, and that's when the stupid shit's gonna start. Not afraid of the dark. Magic wand. We have to secure it. Out of the academy. No, they do not. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. They're gonna keep coming. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. Let's do it. in a prophecy we're in a stolen toyota corolla holy fucking shit have you seen this film jesus christ it's bright good god it was ah oh, my mind is blown it's 2017 it's an urban fantasy action film it's got will smith in it there's a fucking goblin in it or something <laughs> jesus oh my god do you know it starts out in this alternate timeline where humans coexist with fairy tale creatures and this guy lives in a swamp hang on that's shrek no this guy lives in a normal neighborhood 
but he's a police guy and he's partnered with an orc. And, and orcs are like the poor, underpressed minorities. Um, and the elves are the kind of high class things. It's really high concept. And, and then something happens with a magic wand, right? Where actually it turns out that, oh, no, that would be a spoiler. I can't say that. Oh, you've got to see it, man. Jesus. Anyway, um, there's racism. There's magic. There's turf war. There's wisecracking. There's an orc and other orcs who are really cross at that orc. Um, ah, ah, man. Um, I, I can't. I, I just can't. Um, whew. when was the first time you watched this, brother? When was your life illuminated by the brightness of bright? Um, a couple of weeks ago. Right. For, you know, this, this recording. Yeah. And, uh, my God, this is forgettable. <laughs> what? This is, oh, it's rubbish, man. <laughs> what? Did you not hear me? There's a magic wand and orcs in a Will Smith movie. Yes, I did hear you. Max Landis. <laughs> this is the start of my new empire. <laughs> he did say it's happening. This, this is going to be my Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking creep. <laughs> um, I, I, no, I, I'll say this at the outset because then you can look at the film properly. Max Landis, the son of John Landis, who's problematic in his own way, even if he did direct Thriller and the Blues Brothers. And kill people. And, well, exactly. Um, that Max Landis is, uh, a guy who is widely known to have sexually abused, um, women his age and, uh, is the Nepo baby of all Nepo babies and, uh, thoroughly unpleasant. He's been called out for it. Um, but, uh, but it made bright. So all is forgiven. Uh, and, uh, ah, uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, sorry. Just got my tongue out of my cheek. Oh, excuse uh, me. But, uh, yeah, so the, the visionary Max Landis <laughs> had the idea. Yeah, because to... no one's ever come up with orcs or elves before. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure a certain J.R.R. Tolkien was taking notes from this guy. <laughs> I mean, ah. Oh. And he had the brilliant idea yeah. of playing off race relations, mm. right, between classes of, of, of species. Yeah. Ah, oh, I think um, Avatar may have been watching this as well, because they're blue. Uh, honestly, there's, there's, ah. Uh, so the the director of Suicide Squad made it as well. Uh, no, no, not the good one, the shit one as well. He made this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what's really, really interesting and original is that this guy doesn't want to be partnered with an orc because he's got his own prejudices against orcs because of something that happened a thousand years ago but also it's the same universe where where maury povich is still a thing right um where joe rogan is still a thing oh good uh yeah you know they're, they're obviously the constants in timelines yes um the, the, uh, uh, can I drop the pretense now? Please. Okay. So yeah, this this is just a big load of shite, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, there are, there are films that I like less than Bright. I, I'm ju- I just find Bright a bit boring <laughs> and 
overhyped. Uh, overhyped? Yes. Well, by, like I just did. Um, well, no, more by uh, Netflix. I know. Well, they've kind of got to because they threw all sorts of money at this shit. Yeah. And... I mean, it's kind of got a cult following, Does it? and they they kind of know about it um, being. I think it's sort of a a dumpster fire kind of film where people watched it, going, "Jesus Christ, you've got to watch this!" And because Netflix is all about just people tuning in and watching, and it's like very difficult to hold them up to any kind of fire of criticism, they can kind of get away with making something that's awful, and everything's kind of all right. Because we've watched this, because it's got notoriety of being a bit shit. They've won. Honestly, I was going to rewatch it earlier today. To <laughs> Why? Re- well, just to remind myself, <laughs> like, bits of the film that I'd completely forgotten. Right. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to. <laughs> you I'll know just, what? I'll Fuck just it. wing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care for my audience and my art form. No. Oh, oh please, it's bright. Uh, no, well, that, sorry, that, that was me quoting Max Landis directly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I thought you were talking about my approach to the podcast. Yeah, that, that, that's the joke. Uh, um, yeah, so fucking, so it's kind of a little bit awkward anyway because they are clearly like comparing the downtrodden black community of is it LA or is it yeah it's it is LAPD? LA. So yeah, it's LA. they've swapped them out for orcs. Yes. Um, and then instead of having like any kind of semblance of black versus white stuff, they've just made all the kind of like the the the, the black kind of downtrodden uh, poor underclass people orcs, and they've made all the rich cool people very very white elves, um, and. That's really clever writing, according to Max Landis, where you can have Will Smith as a black cop being really cross with orcs and how awful they are, and but still have like gang-banging people as well. It's a weird dichotomy of races and species, yeah. which is kind of completely pointless. I mean, you could have this film... Without orcs and elves, you could have, like, the existence of magic or somebody turns up with a magic wand and everyone wants the magic wand or there's been rumours of it doing something. You don't need, like, heavy prosthetics. I can only imagine that you've name-checked, you've referenced multiple times that Max Landis thought this was the start of something big, that... He wants to have like a branch off thing where, you know, the Orc Rebellion of August 2077 or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they're, they're trying to make more of it by having elves and orcs and fairies and shit be a thing. But you don't need to have them. You could just have everyone squabbling over this MacGuffin. Yeah. And I'm sure it's a film we would have seen before. It's got elements of training day. Yes. It's got elements of um uh ah oh shit, what is it? Um bugger. GTA the... San Andreas. <laughs> now I'm thinking like Lord of the ha- Rings. Yes, yes, that and, <laughs> and a bag of potatoes. I'm thinking like navigating through gangland territory and like protecting an innocent, I can't remember. Um, 
<laughs> what? Yeah, Warriors. Why no, fuck, ah, the one we did for Rick Moranis month. Oh, um, oh, bloody hell. Streets, Streets of Fire. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of Streets of Fire about this. I guess. Um, but Streets of Fire kind of makes a little bit more sense. Streets of Fire had some songs. <laughs> on Willem Dafoe's hair. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's kind of no points to about 75% of it. Yeah. Like the prophecy? Like a guy in his pants with a sword? Blooding someone? Yeah. There's... And you, you know the Star Wars bit, how there's a public ceremony at the end? Yes. Where they're... Da, 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 da. Yeah. I, I mean, I I watched it with an with an eye of right. Let's see why it's so bad. Okay. And I was a bit cross as to that it wasn't <laughs> more bad. So wait, sorry, did you know of its reputation before you watched? That's it? why I chose it, brother. Okay. Right. I chose. I want. I remember specifically saying I wanted a dumpster fire of a film, right. and it was between this and After Earth. <laughs> the film that forced him into another hiatus for a year and a half. Yeah. But I I got cross that it was just so fucking stupid <laughs> and and pointless. <laughs> what they went to a warehouse, they saw some some scorched bodies, there was a fairy in a wall, and then they saw a th- a, a thing, there was then shooting. There's it's trying to do too much. And in doing so, does nothing. Mm-hmm. It's about Will Smith as a chosen one because of a magic wand. There's a magic waiter. There's yes. a magic wand in my <laughs> Will Smith movie. Yeah. <sighs> now, something <laughs> rather funny about this. David Ayer! Sorry, carry on. Something rather funny about this yes. is that there was going to be a sequel for the longest time. Right. Because this came out in 2017. Yeah. That's it. That's the year I bought my house. Ages <laughs> ago. Yeah. And um, you know what finally put the sequel on ice? Go on. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> Is this still going to be a thing? Five years later. They're just like, oh yeah, they're still going, oh no, we can't work with that guy. No. Yeah. That was the thing? Apparently. (sighs) Wow. I think they were looking for an excuse. (laughs) Kind of, oh shit, what have we done? Oh, Oh, wait, I've got it. Here we go. Oh, Jesus. What do you think of Will Smith in this? (laughs) He's... Doing his best. I mean, he. So I mentioned earlier. I made a point of mentioning earlier about this being an awesome introduction to a Will Smith character in Men in Black. Yes. This is a terrible introduction to a Will Smith character. Mm. Where I mean, it's got a lot of similarities with um, I Robots, where he like wakes up in from a dream and he's kind of a cop and he's kind of um, he's prejudiced against robots in that isn't he's he? prejudiced against yeah it's almost a beat by beat beginning of iRobot one of the worst Will Smith films 
that's, that's overselling it. It's not awful. I know, we didn't do it the first time. Really. It's really <laughs> mediocre. So okay. they've taken an introduction from a really mediocre Will Smith film and they've put it on the, the beginning of this bullshit. Right. Um, and, you know, there's a, 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 a conversation with him and his wife in the, 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 um, kitchen of their house. He's got to try and go and get a fairy. That's him trying to do something funny. It's it fails on every level this time. Instead of you having the kind of relatable, here's Will Smith. He's the everyman. He's your entry point. You've got here's a cynical guy who's a bit cross and surly at everything, and he's being an asshole. It's uh... this is way too far high up in my flick chart. Really? It's like seven hundred and ten. <laughs> Of, of a flick chart of like a thousand and thirty, so there are three hundred like, oh, films Jesus. worse than this. Jesus, it, it's Muppets from Space is currently below it. Get, take that and change that. I, will. I, will. I disagree with that. Yeah. I will. There's a lot of criticism to be leveled at Muppets from Space. Yeah, but it is better than Bright. Oh, and I, that I, says something. I mean, Ray Liotta's in it. You know. Uh, yeah. Ray Liotta gives a better performance in this film <laughs> than Joel Edgerton. <laughs> Blessing. I mean, he's trying. He's a he's a, he's a stage think, actor. Yeah, I, I think it'd be unfair to say that Edgerton and Smith aren't doing what they can with the material. They are doing the best with their material. I think. I guess. I think. I I, I dare say you you perhaps agree with this is because you you brought up Suicide Squad earlier. Yeah. Um. This feels very Suicide Squad. What poorly directed? Yes. Well, it, I mean, it's directed by the same guy. Exactly. It's more like <laughs> you've got Will Smith in a central role, but that alone isn't enough to make a film. Yeah. I mean, this this might be a kind of watershed moment of like you can't count on Will Smith anymore. Mm. And we made a point in our last episodes, which I mean, this was what eight years ago, nine years ago. When did we do our Will Smith episode? Uh, Will Smith was, uh, if, if it wasn't year one, it was year two. Right. So that's, say nine, eight, eight or nine years ago. We said yeah, in that episode, yeah. oh, fine. We said that he was a safe pair of hands. Well, that was in 2014. Yeah. So this was before, uh. Um... We're, we're going to be coming to his filmography from where we left uh, off. Fine. In the next segment. Okay, but so well, I, I think we'll, we can, we'll we can expand that. upon this point. Sure, but this this is a case in point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you know, you can't just look at it and go, "Well, it's got Will Smith in it; it's going to be fine." No, it's a bad film. <laughs> it's, I mean, it looks kind of pretty. I do like the kind of grunginess of this kind of downtrodden LA, um, and the the kind of futuristic um, elf district. I do like how some of it look. I think some of the effects are pretty good. Um, but in terms of most everything else, it's not great. The sto- I mean, it fails from the story downwards, really. Mm. Um, the, 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 the MacGuffin, the elf girl, who's completely pointless as well. Like, why does she need to be there? Yeah. Uh, apart from something to protect or something for them to bond over, a kind of unifying moment. Um, but you know, the ultimate, like, message of the film is racism is bad, um, K. And it's not racism, it's speciesism. 
and they learn to put aside their differences and start to make a better tomorrow. And, you know, the wand is put away, maybe for use another day. And the same film that one of the cops has gone, if I wanted a bigger dick, I could use this magic wand to do it. Yeah, great. Yeah, the stakes are there. So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I feel like I've talked a lot um, you, without saying very much. Honestly, even if I had rewatched it today, I don't think I'd have a ton more to add. And I think that's, that possibly makes it more egregious. Yeah. But I've sat through it. It doesn't work. And now I've forgotten <laughs> about it. And I spent two hours on this shit. <laughs> On flick chart, it's ranked nineteen thousand nine hundred and nineteen plays. Wow! <laughs> What's like, directly below it and directly above it? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you because I'd need to look at the overall okay. thing. Oh, Jesus! But, no. Why is Joe Rogan in this film? Oh, well, that's a separate problem. That's a separate problem. What a c- yeah! <laughs> that's a second scene. I'm just making work for myself here. Yeah. <sighs> okay, um, let's drop in a clip <laughs> from Bright. <laughs> oh, which one? Is it the interesting one? Oh, that's very much down to you if you're Oh, great. <laughs> I can't wait to l- think about what my favourite moment of Bright was. <sighs> <sighs> we'll be back after this. <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right back. That's not good. Yes. Then we could die. First time being shot at? Yeah. I dislike him very much. You alright? Yeah. No holes? Huh? Only the ones that I was born with. How are your holes? The fuck can you make a shootout awkward? Sorry. Sorry. Right, so this bit's going to be great because we've already covered all the filmography up to a certain point from our previous episode. Hooray! Yes. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to expand on what I mentioned in the previous review. Okay. About Will Smith going from safe pair of relatable hands to a bit iffy. Okay, so let's see if we can pinpoint it then, shall okay. we? Okay. Okay, so when we... Um, previously reviewed Will Smith's Irv. Uh, that was in 2014. Right. And he, the, his filmography kind of came up to Men in Black 3, which uh-huh. was very good. After Earth, which wasn't. <laughs> and then he had a cameo in Anchorman 2. Yeah. So he had a cameo in Winter's Tale in 2014. Okay. And then, so we're, we're probably looking at 2015 for his filmography onwards. Yeah. And in 2015, he was in two quite high profile and, as far as I know, quite high regarded films or well regarded films in the form of Focus, uh, where he's a con man with Margot Robbie. Correct. Who he would then play with later on. I beg uh, your pardon. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Play in another film? Oh, maybe, play opposite? Play, that's it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. 
and uh, and concussion, which you mentioned um, in passing, brother, about um, concussions in America. Right. You liked it, didn't you? Have you seen it? I've no idea about this film whatsoever. You're confusing me with someone else. I must be confusing you with my friend Ben. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Who I was talking with at uh, Dungeons and Dragons the other night. My bad. Ah, Goblin Dice. (laughs) <laughs> Goblin Dice, as you like to call it, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is where he, he plays, um, a doctor around the, the discovery or the high profile, um, concussion cases in American football. Um, so actually, I guess this is a biographical film where he wasn't mm. nominated for an Oscar. So, ah, we've disproven our own points. And also, um, I think it was very middling in terms of uh, critical response as well. Oh, okay. Although um, Smith himself got some good uh, write-ups for it. Fine. Well, it was it was praised by someone I know and trust. So you know, there you go. Um, yeah. And the the murderer Alex Baldwin is in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. I, I don't like making that joke, but it's no. true. Um, and uh, cousin Luke Wilson is in it too. Ah, there you good, go. Good oh, there you go. I digress. Um, then the next year, Suicide Squads. Ah. So yeah, Will so, there we go. going <laughs> into the uh, going into the comic book movie franchise, a go go central as Deadshot. Which is strange because the DC Extended Universe um, only put out hit after hit that everyone loved. Uh, which ones were they? Uh, the one with the terrible Joker. Well, that is Suicide Squad, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, what a terrible film. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I, but... I, I maintain, I'm, I'm sure I've said it before, that the trailer for that film made me so happy and excited, and then what we got wasn't that. Mm. I feel like I was horrendously missold through the use of... Um... Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> no, the, the Ballroom Blitz. I definitely saw one that was a trailer that was too Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that might have. Yeah, possibly. I can't remember which. It might have been the other one. I can't remember. But uh, I mean, in that film, he does a serviceable job. Oh, he's fine. Again, he's doing the best with his material. He's got to kind of have a bit of relatability, but also snark and clout and be actiony. He does that fine but he's then outdone by idris elba in the next film ah so uh, i don't have you seen the suicide squad not yet no ah i really like that film because you've got john cena and (laughs) the 12th doctor you've got peter capaldi with a massive brain yep uh, Nathan Fillion in it for a bit. There's oh, all nice. sorts of. I mean, it, it marketed itself on. Look at all these big names, and most of them will die. And <laughs> yes, that happens. And yeah. you know, it's it's glorious in its goriousness. I can't believe they didn't put that on the trailer poster. That's no, what they're saying. Anyway, so yeah, it's yeah, it's the lesser Suicide Squads, right. and that has kind of reflected even more poorly on that Suicide Squad. But yeah. And then Bright, which we've talked about, ugh, he's then has a cameo role in a Bollywood film in 2019 uh, as himself, which is very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the genie in the Disney live-action Aladdin remake. Now, which... I like that as a bit of casting. I think it works well. I've not seen it yet. No, I thought, have I. I no. thought I would see it by now, but I hadn't. Sorry. Um 
maybe I'll watch it at some point. Yeah. But I'm down on the Disney live action remakes generally, so. With good reason. Yeah. We watched the Beauty and the Beast one. Okay. And it was poor. I watched the Cinderella one. It was kind of interesting, but generally poor. I don't, I never watched the Mulan one because, eh. And I'm really. (laughs) Because China. Eh. So yeah, it's it's more like I'm sure he does a good job in what he's given, but it's a subpar product generally. Mm. Feeding into my points, um, he was in a a bit of a, a, a alleged stinker, Gemini Man, uh, where he's playing three different roles. Okay, um, which sounds interesting as an idea, but I don't think it's again well regarded or didn't do very well. Um, it certainly was a butt of a few jokes. Ooh, Ang Lee. Uh, I, oh yeah, directed by Ang Lee. There you go. I mean, that maybe is unfair, but it it didn't set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh look, uh, Ramona Flowers is in it as well. Oh right. And the worst part of the Born <laughs> Supremacy. Now, now. Born Identity. Yeah. Clive Owen. Yeah, Benny oh. Wong. Uh, um, and he had a voice role uh, as a part spy, part pigeon in Spies in Disguise, a film which I have seen. Right. Um, uh, oh, I suppose you're a dad. I'm a dad, yep. And, you know, we like birds in our households because we've got chickens. Right. So, you know. Oh. Ugh. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> and then uh, Bad Boys for Life. There's another Bad Boys film, brother. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm, thankfully, that's the last of those. Ugh. Well, we said that after Bad Boys 2. Yeah. Uh... Oh, I wonder if Joey Pants is in it. <laughs> it was deliberately... I don't want to be. I don't want to be killed in this film. I can't remember how brilliantly I did that accent earlier. Yeah, well, to put it this way, that was a bit meow. Meow. Um, <laughs> I'm Joey Pants. <laughs> John G is our enemy. Kill him. <laughs> meow. Anyway, um, and then in 2021, yeah. uh, he played King Richard. Uh, as in Richard Williams, <laughs> the father of Venus and Serena. Correct. He did very well. He won an Oscar, and he completely screwed himself over in a moment of passion. But uh, I mean, but that's not to do with the film, though. It's not. That's but literally... it, it, it took away from it. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. You will not think of Will Smith as the Oscar winner in King Richard. You will think of Will Smith as the Oscar slapper, <laughs> which is an unfortunate <laughs> phrase. Taking the... And technically no. it's a Chris Rock slapper. Hey. But, you know, he was a rock slapper. Well, there we go. Rather than a cock slapper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, he did have a film role in 2022, a film called Emancipation, mm-hmm. uh, which I have not. I, I know nothing about, which looks like a kind of slave thing. It is a slave thing, yes. Uh, do you know anything about it? Not really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> great. Oh, it's an Apple TV Plus film. It's directed by the guy who uh, did Training Day. Okay. Antoine Fucker. <laughs> Twinned with Bright. And, uh, fine. and, oh no, this year they're bringing out another Bad Boys film. They're, they're filming it. Or they're okay. filming it now. Yeah. Uh, but well, if people don't want to work with him, then yeah, well, fall back he needs, on what you know. He needs a bankable hit. Yeah. 
Other other things, because, so that's going over his filmography, but he has also been getting a bit more into producing. Okay. And the like. So some of the credits in there, for example, 2014, uh, he was the producer of Annie. Oh, yes. Which had Cameron Diaz's final performance as Miss Hannigan. Yeah. Um, And then he's been producing the... Most recent Bad Boys films and yeah. King Richard and such like. And also he's been doing a lot more uh, TV producing as well. Okay. Um, so are you aware of Cobra Kai, brother? Uh, that is um, a Karate Kid spin-off? Correct, yes. Okay. A kind of sequel TV series right. which flips it on their heads where the villains from the first Karate Kid uh, movies are... The, the kind of protagonists. Okay. Uh, Daniel, the Karate Kid, has grown up to be a bit of a dick. Oh. So it's kind of turning it on its head. Um, and then, so he's been executive producing that. So it's still going, having okay. started in 2018. Um, he has been uh, producing a few documentaries as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last year, he is the executive producer of a reimagining of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, which re- reenacts it not as a sitcom, uh, but as a kind of grounded, down-to-earth drama uh, looking at racial tension and culture shock. I mean, that's what we all got out of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, so that's interesting and all. Um, it is fairly interesting. But it, it's been a weird decade for Smith. It really clearly, has. It's weird because he's won a Best Actor Oscar and, you know, anyone can have some hit or miss films. Um, but he's also been kind of given the cold shoulder because of one moment of madness at the Oscars. Yeah. And that was a real moment of reputational fallout. Yeah. And then also shone a spotlight on his rather dysfunctional personal life. Oh, but that's as well. what I was going to say is like yeah. his, his personal life has been in the spotlight for a long time because Jada Pinkett <laughs> Smith has kind of, she's kind of increased her media presence and become mm. somewhat of a, a, a chatty Cathy. Yeah. And has talked about her kind of extramarital flings or kind of relationships and how like Tupac was like her most important man in her life or something like that. And, and all sorts of kind of grandiose statements, which for a beloved figure like Will Smith, the, the kind of fandom really turned against her kind of violently like really painting her as a villain and then he then defends her publicly which kind of then marks him down in the public eye and her down in the public eye as well and this is off the back of him being a bit of a, a kind of nepotism uh guy putting his, his oh kids promoting his kids promoting his kids which endlessly we, we touched on in our previous episodes about mm. as that's a bit of a, a problematic thing. George Banks was quite harsh on that. Um, <laughs> but you know, them having Jaden, <laughs> Jaden, his terrible films, Willow, <laughs> you know, uh, and 
Jaden Smith being a bit of a weird guy. Oh, anyway. Jaden's fucking weird. Something about like, how can we see if we don't have eyes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was meant to be some kind of subreddit of shit Jaden Smith says, which I'll have <laughs> to look sure at at some point. Is. But um, yeah. his his personal life and his kind of, uh, I guess, relatability has dropped. And for a guy who traded on being the everyman, that's kind of fallen out. You can't rely on him as being the guy that you can relate to in the film, and then the films he's been in as well haven't been great. So safe pair of hands, Will Smith, is, is kind of a bygone age. I mean, what would be great to see is a kind of career resurgence in a way, because he is still a nice guy. And he is somewhat relatable. And, you know, what you can say about him is after there was some kind of big social media backlash about something that Jada had said, he did put out a video of him going, this is my one statement at, and then it like zooms out and it goes into space. And it's a deliberate trolling thing. Right. Um <laughs> And then only the other day, there was a something went viral about um, 10 years ago, AI could... Oh, no, not 10 years ago. A year ago, you could put in a, a prompt for an AI video of Will Smith eating pasta. Um, have you seen this? <laughs> oh, I implore you to look it up whilst I'm talking about like AI of Will Smith eating pasta from a, a year ago. And it's this really weird cobbled together thing of something that looks like Will Smith... But the, things are deformed and it doesn't look like the pasta's going into his mouth. It's really weird. And then, like, someone tried it the other day and actually, are you, are you looking at it? No, I'm looking at it. Yeah. And then somebody did do a, a kind of comparison a year later and AI technology has really made it kind of more of a thing. And then Will Smith records a video of himself eating pasta and kind of puts it side by side. Um, so he's obviously aware of himself as a bit of a, a guy who's out there. And he's still trying to be the same Will Smith he ever was. Um, sorry, I'm really not listening. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Jesus. There's a similar thing about... He looks um... like Andrew Tate. <laughs> There's a similar, like, AI-generated thing from a year ago. I think of Donald Trump eating octopuses or something. Okay, I'm not watching that. It's, it's really weird, but it's, it is kind of off-putting in a weird way. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> something. <laughs> hey, Uncle Phil, come try this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't concentrate. I've now googled it. And oh, no. oh, what? The <laughs> picture of his head as a meatball on the top of spaghetti. That's just funny. Ah, oh, anyway, um, so, so Will Smith is now known for eating pasta, um, <laughs> and long, long that rage. Is that a big thing online? <laughs> Look at him, he's going back for more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably waking up my children. Oh, right. Mm. Sorry. I'm just going to put that gif on our, <laughs> our Facebook page now. Oh, no. uh, just contextless. Oh, dear. 
Oh, so yes. In summary, Will Smith eats pasta, and uh, more power to him. Yes. Huh. So uh, yeah. Any final thoughts on the pasta lover, Will Smith? I, I wonder what his film career is going to look like after the next Bad Boys movie. It's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. What's next for the old codger? I mean, that's because he's 55. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't look terribly old, but he has been in the game a fair while, since at least, like, the mid-90s as a big film star. Mm -hmm. And you have to assume that the film, at least the action film roles, would be slowing down. Um, Except, you know... Bright. Tom Cruise... Um, would suggest for ages nothing but a number. But... <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio would have you think that as well. <laughs> he dates children. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I understood. Not, what not, you not literally. No, no. We don't have a libel budget. Nope, nope. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, I'd be interested to see things like King Richard. Um, I'd be interested to see this emancipation film. Um, I, I, I do want to catch the, the live action Aladdin at some point. Uh-huh. So he's still an actor with considerable appeal to me. I didn't get overtly offended by him slapping Chris Rock. I'm surprised he did it, sure. But, I mean... Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> occupational hazard of being a comic, I suppose. You just don't expect <laughs> it in, at the Oscars, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think he's lost the ability to be very discerning about his films, um, as as to what is really going to work. And in fairness, he always had a bit of that. What with having chosen. You know, Wild Wild West over the Matrix and such like. But it it just seems like things are a lot more hit and miss nowadays. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's all I got. Pasta eating Will Smith, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, but yeah, it's... um. I think you're right. I think that the next few years of Will Smith's career will be very, very interesting. Um, I did joke earlier about like 10 years later on doing another one. Ah, oh, that would be amazing to look back and see. Um, I, I don't know what the state of play. I would have an 18 year old daughter, <laughs> which is unfathomable. Um, here's a flick chart question for you, brother. Go on. Bright or eat, pray, love? Uh, ooh. Ooh. We're really getting into the dregs of my fiction. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, uh, I'm gonna have to say Eat, Pray, Love, I think. Eat, Pray, Love had some very nice cinematography. Yeah, I mean, Bright had good effects. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna put Eat, Pray, Love. You're gonna, yeah, I think it's gonna have to be. Anyway, well, we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in Will Smith there. Yeah. Uh, I saw the Goonies. Oh, Goonies? 
Absolutely, Goonies. How's yeah, it that far down? Oh, uh, irritating children. I mean, yeah, but still, it's it's iconic. Sure. They never say die. <laughs> I'm now down to Bright or Movie 43. Bright or Movie 43? There were bits of Movie 43 I enjoyed. Get get lost. There they were. There we are. Bright is now 996 oh my on my flick chart. God. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's, let's put a pin or put yes. a stop at that for now. Okay. Let's move on to the bright future of the year of Redux. Yes. Uh, because we've already told you that our next, um, actor for this year is going to be Halle Berry. Correct. We're going to be looking back at Halle Berry. Um, we covered three films before, including Dark Tide, one of the worst films I've Ooh, ever boy. seen. Oh, which is worse, Dark Tide or Bright? Let's see what Flickchart says. <laughs> so I've now moved Bright to 996. Dark Tide. Well, that is Dark Tide. Um, is 1018. Whoa. So only eight, 16 places off the bottom of my list. You want to know what's immediately under Dark Tide? No. Cats. <laughs> but you'll believe, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Anyway. Right, so yeah, we're looking at three different films. Yes. Uh, so we're not, not Dark be... Tide, not Bullworth, and not Monster's Ball. No. Three films which really epitomise her career at large, kind of, I think, anyway. So, um, we're starting out with a, a kind of forum-inspired pick. Uh, yes. Specifically, DMG himself, Donovan Morgan Grant, uh, who has personal connection to the film Boomerang. Correct. Yeah. Uh, oh, Eartha and- Kitt's in it. <laughs> I believe it stars Eddie Murphy, so that'll be another notch for him. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you want to oil that. Um, and oil then that after Murphy. that, um, a film that, well, both of these next two pandies really pushed for. Yeah. One of which I really don't understand, and that is a film, again, previously covered on Comic Relief. Um, it's Catwoman. We're watching Catwoman, motherfuckers. Yeah. Meow. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. And I claw your eyes out for making me do this again. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it, so I'm interested in watching it. Yeah. And like a, a car crash. It's fun. It's fun. I hope it's fun. I hope it's better than Bright. Is it Cat better than Bright? Woman is 1013 on my flick show. Oh, yeah, baby. Five, five places up from Dark Tides. <laughs> Well, ah, go. nice. Uh, and then we will finish uh, by we'll speak in all the true trues mm. um, about this by looking at the Wachowski classic, the adaptation of Cloud Atlas, which I've not seen before, and I have. Mm. Um, very interesting. I'm sure there are some bits that have aged terribly. It's with some of the prosthetic choices, right. um, but. I, I wonder if they still kind of work. It's, it's very interesting. It's the same actors playing multiple different roles across multiple timelines that kind of interweave together. Ah, um, like Blackadder. Uh, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> <But> yeah. 
Lovely stuff. Okay, so get your thoughts in on Boomerang, Catwoman, and Cloud Atlas, and any other Halle Berry film to hey at earth2.net. That's hey at earth hyphen the number two dot net. Uh, or make use of our Facebook page where you will find a gif of AI Will Smith and some pasta. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not moving. Oh, that's it. I can't make it move. Okay. How will you get the full effect of AI Will Smith eating pasta? Indeed. And then uh, the episode that we're going to do afterwards in the year of Redux, um, we're going to say a hello again to Amy Adams. Hello! So get in your choices for Amy Adams films you reckon we should see. Yeah, do it. Do it now. Quite. Or later. (laughs) Whenever you're ready. We're not going to push you. Lovely stuff. Okay, well, brother, that has been the first instalment of the Year of Redux. Timely as always. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, everybody. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll try and keep as on schedule as possible. And, uh, let's have a lot of fun this year with looking back on the past as we go towards a bright future in 2024. A year with an extra day. Yes. <laughs> well, until next time, cheerio. Lazy Bibins. In black, remember that, just in case we have a face-to-face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't blink, be what was dead is now gone. Black suit with the black ray bands on. Walk a shadow, move the silence, guard against extraterrestrial violence. But yo, we ain't on no government list. We straight don't exist, no names and no fingerprints. Saw something strange, watch your back. Cause you never quite know where the MIBs is at. Uh and Light into sight, tight camera zoom on the impending doom. But then, like boom, black suits fill the room up with the quickness. Talk with the witnesses, hypnotize up, normalize up. Vivid memories turn to fantasies. Ain't no one my bees, can I please? Do what we say, that's the way we kick it. Yeah, you know I mean, but still a noisy cricket get wicked on you. With your first, last, and only line of defense against the worst scum of the universe. So don't fear us, cheer us. If you ever get near us, don't jeer us. We're the fearless, and my bees freezing up all. Black. What that stand for? Men in black. Uh, and, and. The men in black. Let me see you just bounce it with me, just bounce with me, just bounce it with me, come on, let me see you just slide with me, just slide with me, just slide with me, come on, let me see you take a walk with me, just walk it with me, take a walk with me, come on, let me make your network, now freeze.
I know we might seem imposing, but trust me, if we ever show in your section, believe me, it's for your own protection. Cause we see things that you need not see, and we be places that you need not be. So go with your life, forget the Roswell crap, show love to the black suit. Cause that's the men in, that's the men in. Hello and welcome to the bright new future of Hey An Actor. And I'm joined... Nope. <laughs> Good ironic, future. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Good, dun, dun, dun. Right, okay, let's try again.